Oh, say can you see By the dawn's early light What so proudly we hailed At the twilight's last gleaming Whose broad stripes and bright stars Through the perilous flight Oh, the ramparts we watched Were so gallantly streaming And the rocket's red glare The bombs bursting in air Gave proof through the night That our flag was still there Oh, say does that star-spangled banner yet wave O'er the land of the free Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on this Sunday morning. Final hour already. All right, let's uh, get to the next call here, and it's uh, Captain Bill Pachowski. Hadn't talked to this guy in a coon's age. Bill, what's up? Boy, it's been a coon's age. It's been a while. What have you been doing, dog? Oh, just laying low. That's about it. Crappie fishing a little bit, deer hunting a little bit, Right. surgery on my shoulder. Stuff like that again, you know. yeah, again. And What's it's the same one? Did you mess it up again? No, it's my left one. Oh boy! Well, it's just one of them things. Keep it going. going. We'll be calling you RoboCop. <laughs> <laughs> oh heck! I had my knee surgery. I, I mean, I, I've had a lot of surgeries in the past. I guess five years up here. You're just it's a cold, wore out old man, Billy. <laughs> nah, I'm still going. Uh, Too much living. Degrees. Yeah, it was seven degrees here the other morning. It's seventeen this morning. Wind blowing oh, thirty boy. miles an hour. And we're going to lose a little fish up here, and I don't think it's going to be bad. I talked to my friend Keith Newtall, retired game warden. And he said we might lose a few, but it's it's not going to be bad up here. But I got a, a videotape from a friend of mine from Texas, Rockport, and they got hammered. Yeah, I did. There's a. I mean, There's some other places too, but nobody's talking about them yet. I, I think they're afraid TPNW will just shut down trout fishing for a couple of years. It looks too well, bad. Well, I know Boy Scout Lake's pigsty in West Bay. Yeah. They're heading there, is what I found out. So Yeah, Charlie was telling me that yesterday morning. And uh, I asked Charlie, I said, any big ones? Hell, there ain't no big ones left, Bill. <laughs> they're all gone. <laughs> <laughs> I said, yeah. I said, well, the thing we got going up here, Mickey, it, it's, it's, you know, 
Texas Parks and Wildlife got to deal with the people and the guys throwing croakers. Up here, Virginia Parks and Wildlife have to deal with commercial fishermen. The netters, they still net up there, don't they? Oh, my God. Mickey, last year on the Picotank River, it's the same size as the Colorado River, okay? It's very similar. And you got these creeks coming out into the main body of, of, of the river. Uh-huh. And on the outgoing tide, those fish stage themselves out in front of that creek, and it is just one after another. Well, last year, these netters came in there and put their nets in front of the creek and wiped it all out. Oh, boy. Wiped them out, Mickey. Wiped it out. Mm. And this year, they're starting to catch a few fish in there now. I talked to Keith. They caught a few fish in there last week. But uh, they do the same thing uh, with the stripers. They met them. Uh, but, you know, it's in Texas, you know, when I first started guiding down there uh, in Matagorda, there was a total of six fishing guides, and Charlie was one of them. Right. And when I left there, there was over 100. Well, you had you, Charlie, Melvin Talasic, um, uh, Raymond, Raymond Cox, Cox, Don Woods. Don Woods. I'm trying to think of uh, another one. There was one many more. Of y'all? Uh, no, there was six of us. That yeah. was it. And and the reason for that is uh, our government's gotten lazy. And also, they want to be a dictatorship. I'll say that on the radio. I don't care. But uh, they stopped letting the Coast Guard give the test. I promise you. If the fishing guys in the state of Texas, 98% of them had to take the test that I had to take, and yeah, you I had, had to, to do take, it on your own without a classroom. No, we had. I went. I know a Rice graduate that studied all year and went and studied three months on the computer like I did, and he still flunked. And I flunked my plotting course, and I studied for a year plus on the computer. I saw a grown man cry. Okay, the new. What they did, they the Coast Guard stopped giving the test and let the school give the test. Right. All right. My son did it. They gave him 100 questions. He took the test and passed it. He got his captain's license. That's why he got so many fishing guys down there in the state of Texas. Period. Point blank said and done. Well, back in the that, day, I remember after the 89 freeze, Mm-hmm. Some of us went to all the scoping meetings, and we were asking for a limited entry on uh, guide licenses because yep. we saw how it was starting to just blow up. I remember and that. Remember all that? And, yeah, uh, I do. And it never did happen, and it still hadn't happened. Never. It won't happen. No, it won't happen. Not no more. It's done. I mean, this 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 is an example. I've I've seen it down there on the Matagorda fish cleaning table. So you got a group of guys. Uh, it's got a lodge and got eight boats running out of it. For an example, and each boat's got six people in it or five people in it, okay? They go out, they slam dunk, they got the fish t- clean table full of trout, plus each one of them got one over 25 inches. Put the math to it. That's what's happened. Yeah, don't take a wizard to figure that out, and it you know take a wizard to figure that out. That's why I said, "Hey, no big ones left." That's the truth. 
That's honestly God's truth. But I guarantee you, if those fishing guides, even up here, if they had to take the test like you and I had to take it, yeah, they wouldn't have a fish. They wouldn't have their captain's license. I know because my son did it. He studied for a hundred questions and took the test. They don't even know what a submarine light is. <laughs> you know, we had to learn all that stuff. Yeah. You know, exactly. It is what it is. You know, that's that's in the past. It's, it's nothing be done about it now. But I just wonder if is Texas Parks and Wildlife going to go back to a three fish limit? Well, we don't know now. We just we're just going to have to see how extensive this was coast wide, and whether it's going to be different down there than up here. You just, uh, hey, it's, yeah. Uh, we've had we've had scoping meetings like crazy. Just got through with a round of them, you know, for the uh, either five fish, fifteen to twenty slot, or three fish and whatever. And it uh, they hadn't made their minds up on that on that yet. And uh, when to start it, they wanted to start it early so we could get a bunch of spawns out of these fish before they were over harvested during the spawning months. You know, from April yeah. through through October. And, mm-hmm. uh, now we're just, you know, it's a wait and see deal on this now. So, and we're, you know, winter's just begun here. So we don't even know what lies ahead in February, what we might pull. Yeah. Usually the last two months of January, the first two weeks of February, are usually the, the worst months, uh, time right. of the year. For, uh, how far did that freeze go down the coastline? Man, Cliff was telling me down at Corpus, I was talking to him yesterday morning, it hit 27 down there. Now they okay. did see some forty degree water in Alazon Bay, but he okay. found this week after the freeze he found some fifty degree water where okay. he was fishing and he caught some really nice big fish. He sent me some pictures of them. You know, it was all catch and release, but he took photos. Right. And beautiful yeah. fish, but uh <laughs> he 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 a hoot. <laughs> he is. He's something I I fished with him a couple of months ago. We had a blast. It was good times. Yeah, he's a hoot. He loves. He still loves to surf. Oh yeah, still does it. He's 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 old senior guy that uh, he won't uh, he won't give up yet either. Hang on, Bill. Let me knock this break out. I'll come right back at you, man. All right. We'll talk some more. Hang on. All right, all right. You're listening to the Outdoor Show here at Sports Radio 610. We're gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back. On the road again. Just can't wait to get on the road again. The life I love is making music with my friends. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right, 618 here in the Bayou City. All right, Mr. Bill Pachowski, we are back. Well, well, I did buy I did buy some property in Louisiana, Mickey. We're going to be did? moving there in a couple of years, yeah. Monroe, West Monroe, Louisiana, by Lake Darbo. Monroe. Yeah. The Duck Dynasty people area. Yeah. <laughs> and that's not far from there. I could be anywhere in the state of Texas within six hours. Yeah. Uh, my friend uh, has a place up there, Ralph Oggs, and every time I'd go to Texas, I'd stop in there and see him. And I started looking around, bought that property last year. And uh, Ralph Oggs, man, I hadn't heard. I heard of him in a while since the old Trout Master days. Yeah, he's doing good. I, he's doing good. He, he's in Texas right now. 
He's still but, in the uh, communication business? No, no, he's retired. He's oh, retired. he's done. Yeah, lucky he's man. Done. Yeah, he, he's, he's retired. But uh, no, we're going to be heading that way in a couple of years. But, uh, well, what was that old boy's name that uh, used to call into the show from up there? David Moss, was that his name? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you David ever Moss. talk to him anymore? Uh, not lately. I haven't. Uh, he he put me on to Keith Newtall, uh, that retired game warden, and I've been fishing with Keith, you know, quite a bit. Right. And uh, Keith knows those bays like the back of his hand. And, well, I remember uh, David had sent me pictures of them big old Elizabeth River giants, man, and big old trout. Golly, they're That's, still uh, catching them Elizabeth River because. And those fish there won't die because you've got like 70, 80 foot of water there. Yeah, I knew it was deep. and they, But it's still, deep. that one freeze, well, y'all had a couple of them back-to-back that even whacked a lot of those fish. It, it did. It did. But it was it was like in the single digits for like a week and a half. Yeah, that's crazy. It was, it was crazy. It was. But, uh, <laughs> it was, yeah. But, no, I, I tell you what, I picked up crawfish fish. We got this Rappahannock River up here. You know, it's similar to the Colorado River. In the summertime, it gets real low. Uh-huh. You get in the boat, just start drifting. You find these deep holes, and you can catch some nice-sized crawfish. And smallmouth and, and largemouth, that's what, I, that's what I do up here quite a bit right. in the summertime. Nothing wrong with that, brother. No, it's not. And as far as rifles and reloading, have you heard that new caliber that came out with that twenty two Creedmoor? No. Twenty two? Twenty two Creedmoor. Yeah. It'll make a twenty two swift slow. Really? <laughs> Absolutely. They are killing white tailed deer out to five hundred yards with it. My gosh. One shot. I have videos of it. What's it what green yeah. bullet does it shoot? Seventy five, eighty. Oh, okay. But it's super fast. It's screaming. It's screaming. And when they hit, when that bullet hits that deer, <laughs> it's just flop. Main flop. I mean, it's unbelievable. Check into that, that cartridge. It's something else. It's something else. Uh, Man. But other than that, I, everything's good, Mickey. It is. Uh, I just hope we don't lose a lot of fish, and I hope y'all don't lose a lot of fish. I think Galveston will be okay. You got deeper water in Galveston Bay. Complex. No, we probably had a few areas, you know, back lakes and stuff like that. It probably got yeah. a few fish stunned or killed. Yeah. But I mean, it's, it's well, we not had, uh, not as bad as when you get down south. You got all those guts leading up into those back lakes, and boy, yeah. them fish just take it on the chin. Well, I'm gonna be coming to Texas. I'm leaving here on the 16th. I'm bringing a guy, friend of mine from up here. I'm gonna go down. And, to see Mike Eldridge and go to his ranch, and uh, we're going. He's going to shoot some hogs. So I'll be down there for about a week. Down, down at his ranch, down in Webb County, I think that's where it's at. Webb they County, shot, okay. Yeah, they shot some nice bucks. His son shot some nice deer this past deer season down there. But uh, anyway, I didn't get to hunt this much because I had. My shoulder surgery, and I just couldn't. I couldn't hunt. I, I finally went hunting and shot one with a little spike just for some meat to make hamburger meat. But uh, other than that, everything's good, Mickey. I, I mean, uh, Miss Texas, I will say that. 
I miss oh, I'm sure you do. I mean, it's it's hard not to miss Texas when you leave here. But me and like Charlie were talking yesterday. We 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 had the best of it as far as our oh, fishery. Oh yeah, Bill. Right. We you know no doubt, man. We it, had uh, the best of it. We look back we, on that all the time and talk about it, and just uh, it. We you had know, the you best. You hadn't missed nothing since you left. Really, it's all gone downhill since you left. Oh, that's what Charlie told me. But as far as big trout, I think it started going downhill. I think about two years after Trout Masters. That's when it really started going downhill. But Trout Masters and before that. There are so many big trout in those bays. It was just crazy. Well, we had uh, some phenomenal years up my way in, uh, during did. the drought uh, in yep. 2011, 12, 13, 14. And then then the floods hit. You know, we had all those severe floods and then the big one, Harvey, in 2017. And yep. we, we just hadn't been the same since, especially for bigger fish. I mean, just yep. – I mean – Nowadays, you know, somebody gets a three, four pound trout on, everybody's grabbing a net. Oh my God, there's a good one. I mean, that's kind of the way the bar has been lowered around here. Well, I remember when they, a trophy uh, is anything over 25. I said 25 inches ain't a trophy. No. It's be 28 and up. At what least. Are y'all talking about? That's a true trophy. Well, I know Larry Bosco, you know Larry. Yeah. We were coming across East Matagorda Bay. We were coming in, and it was in the fall of the year. It was right after a front, not a bad front, because we still, we whacked, and we were coming in. And I seen something, kind of like going in circles now. I, I stopped the boat, and this trout ate a mullet. The mullet was 13 inches long. Right. We pulled, we pulled the mullet out. I bet you it was. It was 13 inches long, and the trout was 33 and a quarter inches, uh. and it was it was it was dead. It ate that mullet and choked to death. Yeah, it choked to death on that mullet. I've seen them do it, man. In big trout, yep. they get them in just wrong, and they can't get them down. They'll choke to death. Choke to death. That's what happened to him. Uh. But back in those days, I mean, it was just if you couldn't go out on any single day. And if you had three or four guys, if somebody didn't catch a 28 to 30 inch trout, you were doing something wrong back in those days. That's right. You know, when you left the dock that morning, you knew you had a shot at a big fish or you, a dozen, a dozen or 20 big fish a day, you know? I would tell my guys, well, some of y'all are going to catch a big trout today, but I know one thing this boy's going to catch one. <laughs> that's it <laughs> that's what i was all they just kind of look at me i said so you better get in my back pocket and you better go wherever i go <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, well, I, I won't i won't never forget that time we were back behind bird island and we caught all how many big trout did we catch that day mickey oh when we uh shot the trout master covers yeah. and all yeah. that uh for charlie yeah. and jim franklin yeah. it was me and you and pete and jim franklin charlie had a party and yes i had to call him and say hey man you got any fish on a stringer i'm fixing to come take your stringer picture <laughs> he said well how many big ones y'all got i said you don't want to know we're coming though <laughs> we don't if you do, if you don't have them, let me know because we don't want to make you look bad in front of your customers. He goes, no, I got a stringer of fish. So 
Remember we hauled butt down there on the west end and uh, pulled up Charlie and I got their photos for that uh, cover shot. And... I remember. <laughs> I just don't know how many. I don't know how many we caught. I don't. I don't know. I know I had that dang white uh, sheep pup or she dog, and they just wanted that thing that day. And I well, and that, that one, uh, remember that fire tiger that Pete and I had been throwing yeah. over at Sabine catching all them big ones. Yeah. Those big trout in Matagorda piled all over it too. Oh, they just ate that fire tiger up. That's but remember, I that's my... the day you got hooked on those uh, gold jig heads that I threw. Remember yeah. the plane? And you I had sure me get did. them for you and send them to you. Uh-huh. I used it. In I fact, st- you know, I still use those jig heads to this day. Those, those, and I like the ones with the red hooks too. Right. Yep. Those two. <laughs> but I, yeah, those hooks you gave me with the fire tiger, that's what I caught my stringer mount on. My ten wow. fish. That one morning off of the off the lump. I called them all on the fire tiger and that gold that, that was that was a good combination. You know, yeah, fire it was. Got, it's got that it's green, it's got all that gold glitter in it. And it's yeah. something about those big trout, they just wanna eat it up. They do. They want to eat it up. Boy, you had to you had to hide the tie one on over at Sabine Lake and fish would jump out of the water and take it away from you. Man, they <laughs> loved that bait over there. Jeez. Those are the good old days, Mickey. Those are the good old days. We used to roll up some toads, man. And yep. uh that uh I remember that one tournament. Boy, the weather was terrible, man. It was blowing like forty out of the north and you'd gone up and you know, went way east and got up in that corner in that mud hole back there and uh-huh. where all them little towheads oyster beds are and <laughs> you I forget you had I forget who you had with you, but anyway you Ray, thought you were Ray, Ray Malone, that's who it was, Ray Malone. And yep. uh you thought you were hung up on the bottom but set the hook anyway and, and ended up catching a nine something, biggest trout of the nine. tournament. <laughs> I lost over sixty leadheads that day. Because of all the shell, and I thought I was hung up again. And I, I kind of pulled, pulled, and pulled, and all of a sudden my line started moving. And I said, "Oh no, oh no!" And it, it got up to me, and I, I didn't even have a net, Mickey. I didn't have a net. <laughs> what am yeah. I going to do? And I just sat down in the water like a pig, and I just pulled it up in my in my arms. Right. And right. Hold him against your chest and don't lose yep. this one. This is a money that, fish right here, buddy. I did, and I walked back to the boat. <laughs> and I was shaking, and Ray said, you know how big that fish? I said, I don't know if he's going to the cooler. He's going to live well. Yeah, that <laughs> one's going to the scales there, buddy. That one's yeah. We're going to the dock yeah. with him. <laughs> that was caught. That was in the hell hole. Yeah. That's what was caught in the hell hole. I named that place the hell and hole. And it is a hell hole. I don't. I, I won't even wait anymore. I ain't going back there. <laughs> I was. I was in high school, and Raymond Cox. He 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 never left that area. That's where he took his clients. Right out in that area. Okay, and of course he went to Shell Island. But I'm out there with a friend of mine from from Belleville High School. Uh, that's that's where I'm from, Belleville. We were out there weight fishing. We're about waist deep, and I mean we're just young kids, Mickey. And we got stringers of fish, red fish, and trout of stringers. Back then, it's, I think it was 20. And uh, Ray McCarthy, he rolls over in his boat, and he sees us, and he comes closer and closer and closer. And he says, well, I see it now, but I still don't believe it. 
y'all boys got any sense? We said, well, what's wrong? He said, this place is muddy and it's nothing but shell and mud. I said, yes, sir. Who are you? And I said, I'm Benny Pushaki's boy. Oh, okay. <laughs> he said, y'all boys have fun. Looks like y'all doing pretty good. But I've never seen nobody wade this place before. <laughs> and he turned around and started red fishing. Boy, that's but, where yeah. the big fish used to get in those shallow, muddy spots like that in the wintertime, man. That, just... that mud show is, that's where they're going. I'm telling you, brother. That's, well, the water's warmer, and they just that's where they want to live. That's right. Absolutely right. And that's where all the bait goes, too. It's warm. Well, they, that's why them big fish are there, because the bait reacts to that different, you know, water change and that soft mud bottom where the warmth is. And guess what comes with it? The big, the big girls. Yep, that's ain't no joke. And that water temperature might not be, but maybe one or two degree temperature difference. But it's a big difference to those fish. It is. That's uh, and hey, when you get these freeze events, one or two degrees is the difference between living and dying. You know, absolutely. I mean, I know there was days we'd be out there, I mean, running, you know, slow. And we were just trying to find just one mullet jumping, just one. Yeah. And you'd see one mullet, and you'd stop the boat and get out and start waiting. But, yeah, I just, I don't know. Just, well, you knew if that one mullet was there and something made him jump, but there's more mullet there, too. You know, they run right. together like fish do. They they. Mullet you there or in schools, but but you know it is that was the good old days back then. That's all I can say. It's not like that anymore. I think I down south, down south, they still got big trout down there, but uh, but not like they had. You know they're they're doing like their they due diligence to rebuild that fishery down there. All those guys work together down there pretty good. They get along. They do. There's not all they this do. animosity and jealousy and all that, and and your little groups hating each other and. It's so childish, but they, uh, you know, they've been, you know, for years, they've, if it's 20 inches or bigger, throw it back. That's, uh, it makes a difference. Well, how's, how's, uh, Mickey Jr. doing? Everybody's good, man. Life is good. Okay. okay. All yeah. Right. And, uh, I hadn't fished David and Tony and them in a while. It's, uh, every time they want to go, a front blows in or a hurricane, something. It's, uh, <laughs> But uh, they're they're chomping at the bit, ready to get back out. So we get a break in the yeah. weather, I'll get them back out there. But we're gonna have a washout this week. It's supposed to rain every day. So yeah, it's supposed to start raining here like Wednesday. Rain for four days straight. Same at least here. we're up, at least we're caught up on the rainfall. We're not in the drought no more. But we got like three inches on the ground right now too. What's the biggest trout you heard of being caught over in your area lately? In the last few years. Uh. A friend of mine that fished with us in Keith, he caught one here three weeks ago that was 30 inches. Yeah. As big, it, it was huge. I'll send you a picture of it. Yeah, I remember when David was sending me pictures of like 12 and 13 pound trout yep. from over there. You know, that was before those first two big freezes that really hit y'all yep. hard, but man, they were catching some toads going good. Yeah, that one, piece, I mean, it was a pig style. I mean, as far as you can see down the shoreline, nothing but dead fish. Yeah, we kind of we kind of saw that back in twenty one. So, well, the nineteen eighty nine freeze was bad too. 
if I remember correctly. That's the worst and, one I've I've lived through. Me too. That was the worst worst one. That, that was, was that, that was, was horrendous. There was nothing left. <laughs> no, in fact, uh, there was two dead porpoises found in East Matagorda Bay during that time. I remember oh. that. I remember seeing those dead dead dolphins. Yes. There was a sheet ice across East Matagorda Bay. What happened, that thing came in. Our temperature, I believe, was around 78, 80 degrees, and it was that Siberian Express came through. And that wind was blowing 40 miles an hour. Easily. And it dropped the water out like overnight. And all the base systems from Galveston, uh, excuse me, Freeport, all the way down to Port Isabel. No, we lost all our water in Galveston, too. It blew it out. I mean, it you know, it got seven degrees two nights in a row. Yeah, but you still had deep water there. Y'all got hurt, but not as bad as everybody else. Well, it uh, it was the worst I've ever seen Galveston yeah. all the years I've fished it. it. It was well, we all went offshore fishing after that. We couldn't make a living yeah, running trout trips. I, I wasn't guided at that time, but I was still fishing. But I remember that that we had camp house down in Matagorda. Yeah. But it wiped all the fish out all the way down. Even the snook died all the way to Port Isabel. Yeah, everything. Oh, now, it I mean, took no, it worst. took no prisoners. It did not, and then we had another one in '89 that was pretty bad, but not as bad as '83. Yeah, but I remember '83. I went down there, and I remember seeing those. You probably seen them for those big eels. Yeah, they were. I mean, they were like three, four foot eels as big as around as your arm. Dead, <laughs> laying in right before you went into the Gulf Cut on the left hand side. There was just a pile of dead eels. I won't never forget that. We went out there in a little old job, but look at everything. But it was terrible. Yeah, it froze in '83. It froze every night for 12 days. Yeah, it was terrible. It, but it, it didn't. Killed. It didn't get all our fish like '89. '89 was the worst in Galveston. That was a bad one. That one. That one hit us hard. Pretty sad. Yeah. All right, Bill. I got to well, run, buddy. I appreciate you uh, checking in. Good talking to you, man. Same here. Tell everybody I said hello. We'll do her. You take care, right. Billy. See you, man. God bless you. All right. All right. That's old Captain Billy Pachowski. He's up in Virginia now. Well, we're going to take a break. You're listening to the Outdoor Show here at Sports Radio 610. We'll be right back. I don't need your rocking chair. Your Geritol or your Medicare. Well, I still got me on Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. 642 here in the Bayou City. All right, last segment, we're going to open the phone lines up. If you want to give us a call, we'd love to hear from you. 713-572-4610. All right, let's go down to Port Lavaca. Let's check in with our good friend, Mr. Mike Smith. Mike, good morning. What's up, man? Yeah, yeah. How you doing, Missy? <laughs> What's up, buddy? <laughs> Sunshine, blue skies, life is good. I heard that. Got a little chilly down here. Listen to Billy, man. It's been years since I've seen Billy. I know. I mean, years. But, uh, listen to y'all. Some, some of those names, like, you know, Ray Malone and, I mean, the bunch. I mean, just, wow. I miss that bunch a lot. But, uh, yeah. We got down to 22 degrees here the other day, but I got a picture 
of Daddy standing on West Galveston Bay during the late 40s or the early 50s. It was 51. That was 1951. Was it 51? 51 was the okay. was probably one of the worst freezes and that uh, really zapped our fishery. And my, I heard my dad. You know, he told me stories about it, and me and Johnny even talked about it. It was pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. But I got a picture of him standing on Galveston Bay. You know, just phenomenal. Uh, we got down 22 here the other night, and uh, it wasn't nice. I hadn't ridden out bay since then. You know, my the bay's just, you can walk down there in five minutes. But uh, I took two of my grandkids. We had two good rains, you know, back-to-back almost uh, a couple of weeks ago. And I took two of my grandkids down to the mouth of uh, Placido Creek. Right. Took, took some cut mullet and chunk out there. They caught three nice reds and six beautiful blue cats. Oh, baby. I mean, I'm a nine, I'm 22 to 24 inches. Right. Yeah. That's all perfect. of them look like your know, brothers and sisters, which I'm sure they were. And, <laughs> but you had to cast in like a 10 foot spot again. You know, they weren't like moving. They were just in one spot. It's weird. But, uh, I'm fishing one handed again. What do you, you do know? now? Well, uh, let's see. Three months ago, I ripped out my, left rotator cuff for the same time. And then three weeks after that, I ripped out completely and my bicep. And so I went ahead and got another artificial shoulder. Uh, you know, I've already got my rights artificial. Right. But I had two rotator cuffs while we were fishing trout masters. You know, I fished several tournaments one-handed. Man. But, uh, yeah. Oh, I've got our doctor follow well up there. I walked in and said, Mike, you're in your 70s. You're still alive. I said, well, kind of. <laughs> He's done eight orthopedic surgeries on me. Took steel plates on my right leg, reconditioned it. Then he put an artificial in there. Then I dropped my scooter about two years ago again, and uh, they replaced four screws on my left leg. And I still got uh, two steel plates on my left leg. Had a pin from a helicopter crash, but never mind all that. Uh, <laughs> I had seen, yeah, I know. And I had like five or pig surgeries before I got down here, you know. Well, you crashed everything except a boat, right? I ain't never heard of you being in a boat crash. I've never been in a boat crash, but don't never say never. <laughs> well, I've seen the way you drive. Johnny told me that time you took him through the Badlands and bathing in that one <laughs> tournament and never let off that throttle. He said, I had white knuckle syndrome for two days. <laughs> well, Ken come up. We were fishing down south. Ken came up and said, uh, hi, Kevin. I mean, excuse me. He said, Mike, I'm on some big fish up there. Tell exactly where it was. And he says, but we can't get there as quick as you can. I said, really? I said, no, we can't. We're going to stay in that channel. And so me and Dad busted off, and I'm going as fast as that can would go. You know, it wouldn't quite do 60, but I just cut straight across the bay. And I wound huh. up on GPS position, a little small inlet, you know. Yeah. And I parked out there. Me and Dad got out and started fishing a little bit. And then Kevin Cochran up and pulled in everything. And I didn't see what the big deal was until the sun come out. 
Yeah, yeah. There was reeds everywhere. <laughs> them rocks are all over the place in there, man. That's, uh, I mean to tell you, but uh, it was cool. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well. <laughs> but now life, life is very, very good. I talked to Gary Gray the other day. I saw him in the grocery store down here. And uh, he said, Blaine said their quail hunting was exceptional down there. Yeah. But, but uh, uh, he's got, uh, I don't know, eight or ten or a dozen of them in this weekend. And, oh, okay. Uh, deer cool. Season's cool. winding cool. down today. And, uh, right. He, I think he had six duck, hunt, six deer hunters and a uh, dozen quail hunters. And right, right. Oh, we killed some quail down last there. Night. JP had a quail hunting crew, and they were back there by uh, – High East and all that homestead in the back, very back, and they jumped a big 200-pound uh, mountain lion out of the grass back there. It was laid up, and they were walking through there. Oh, well, nobody had a rifle. I mean, a 30-yard uh, shot, they could have killed a trophy, you know, cat, but uh, nobody had a rifle. Everybody was, you know, coil hunting, had shotguns. Well, you know, we saw one, what was it, 12 or 14 years ago down there. Mm-hmm. Uh Walked across the dang gun range, you know, where across the lodge yeah, where we right. side in. Had one walk across the end of the range out there. Of course, we weren't shooting at the time. We were just sitting, you know, sitting on the porch drinking, drinking beer. beer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and just walked across the rifle range. It blew my mind. But, uh, yeah, yeah. this, uh, I drove down to the bay. Yeah, see, you know, it's a few hundred yards. Drove down there. I didn't see any fish dead, but, and Lavaca Bay is shallow. Right. And we got some real shallow back bays, but I didn't go anywhere but just down at the end of my road just to sit there and drink a Bloody Mary and say hello, Lord, you know. Right. But, uh, nah, it's doing good. It's good to hear from Billy, too. But, uh, that is. I need to, I got to see y'all. Yeah, you know? everybody's. Got to hook up. We keep saying it, but man, everybody's just gone in so many different directions. Everybody's busy, and we need to have a trout master reunion. Is what we need to do. That's right. Hey, I will spend a big dollar bill, and I ain't talking about a hundred. I'll spend it on ribeyes because you got to cook. Now that's all there is to it. Man, I don't even you know? hardly cook like that anymore. I remember I used to. I do I'll, twenty and twenty and thirty ribeyes at a time on that big. I know I it. I, I mean, I'd buy them and. They weren't cut. We'd cut her on ribeyes. No, you got to yeah, cut them at least inch and a quarter, inch and a half thick, man. Absolutely, inch, you inch and a half. You go to a store oh, nowadays and buy a steak, I can see through them. I want, I want some meat. Uh, no, it's ridiculous. Well, I have mine cut. You know, we bring it in, ATB down here, and they bring them in solid and cut their own. Yeah. And uh, I have mine cut. I just got to. But I mean, we've had fine, fine times at your house. When we used to, when you, me, and Blaine used to drag race on your road, you know, I had those eight point yeah. one liter Vortec. Remember when we used to race them trucks? Oh, mine's faster than yours. Mine's got more torque. Yeah, than yours. <laughs> but yours was four wheel drive. Mine was two wheel drive. Yeah, <laughs> but man, that's the, those boogers with eight point one liter, you know, Vortex. They were monsters. Six speed Allison transmission. Yep, they were uh, strong, uh, strong gas engines. I actually uh, gave mine to uh, Top Dog, uh, number eight, Logan. Right. Let me get it out. Number eight, you know, I number them. 
and uh, and name them after fishing lures. But uh, I gave him a GMC three years ago. It had three hundred three thousand miles on it, and it was it would still eat back tires like ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, it was a great truck. He turned around and sold it. Uh, never mind. But, I remember no, you used to leave my house, there. and you'd be burning rubber down the highway, and everybody goes, who was that that just left? I said, there ain't but one person. That's Mike Smith. <laughs> no, we had some good times at your place, but, I mean, it was phenomenal. You know, and like when Rhonda, my fourth ex-wife, when we come up and uh, had that, you cooked out one time, and I cut down that little old pine tree, and we, we well, had we a ran bonfire out, we, there. We had that bonfire, and we ran out of firewood, and I said, man, that dead pine there ought to burn good. He said, hey, I got a chainsaw in the back of my truck. I can Middle drop a night, tree, brother. <laughs> my neighbors probably thought we were crazy. Drop that well, pine, we cut it up, and we burn it till till the sun come up. Those were the days. And, and, and then Blaine, we're fishing the next day, all day. Yeah. And then Blaine come up and took off his sponsored shirt, I mean his jacket, and we're going to throw it in the fire for the fish gods. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah. It was, oh, I miss those times. I miss people saying, hey, Johnny's boy, come here. You know, yep. phenomenal. Oh, Johnny. He phenomenal. was the mascot of Trout Masters. He was the I'm man. telling you, I, I wish when his little RV got destroyed by that storm y'all had up there, I wish I could have got one of his plaques, you know, the old Florida Awards. Yeah. Yeah, one of like 12. Yeah, he lost year, all of that in Hurricane Ike, didn't he? He lost everything. Yes, sir. I mean, everything. Uh, it was surprising. I mean, we found some fishing lures against the fence back there, and that was just about it. And he had so many. I, mean, I was an antique collector of lures and, you know, rod and reels and such as that, but not like him. He was a fool. I mean, uh. Yeah, I remember, we remember went over him? your dad's uh, house that time and. He had a uh, bedroom suit, an a antique bedroom suit my wife wanted to buy from him. And we went over uh, to his house, and there was just a trail through there to get oh, back yeah. to that bedroom to take that bed apart and get right. that dresser out of there. And it was all fishing tackle. I, I'd never seen anything like that in my life. Well, remember when we buried him, uh, we put that metal rod and reel in there, you know, metal rod? Mm -hmm. Yeah, put that in his casket. Hey, when I buried my dad, I put a TT-28 mirror lure on his chest. David Brown went to Fishing Tackle Unlimited and, and found one and bought it and still in the package. We laid that on his chest. That yeah. was his favorite mirror lure, TT-28. I believe it. I believe it. But you're right about no big trout nowadays. You know, it's just I hadn't caught a trout over 26 inches in 10 years. I swear I haven't. And my biggest trout, of course, are two, no, three of my biggest came from East Maddie. And that was uh, in knee deep water during December and January. And that's where I met Jim Wallace in 94. I met him down there at four o'clock in the morning. We're fishing Little Mary's down on the west end of East Maddie. Mm -hmm. And I see a boat light down there, but I'm fishing up in there, you know, knee-deep water, 
I'm talking about 4 o'clock in the morning. And so he's up, you know, 150 yards from him, 200 yards, something like that. I could see his light occasionally. And then we kind of waded toward each other. And we could hear each other catching fish. We're about to jump top water. Get back about, oh, right at daylight to the, uh, you know, cleaning table there at Maddie. And he, every trout he's got is over six to seven pounds, every one. Right. Now, me, I was throwing those loose, minor, you know, three, four pounders, and I was letting the big ones loose. And uh, I didn't know Jim at the time. Come up and uh, I said, well, Hoss, where I come from? You know, introduce myself, where I come from? So we don't keep fish that size, you know, <laughs> unless it's a tournament or something. He says, hey, I got a crew working. I got to feed them people. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you saw his trophy room. Oh, oh yeah. my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. He's got some monsters in his life. I'll tell you that. Well, had the state right. Well, still in my books, he's got state records. Still yeah. Hey, you come up and get your boga grip certified and take a picture of it. That ain't flying with this old man. No. Jim but Wallace anyway. was, a, was a hell of a fisherman. All right, Mike. Oh, well, I'm out of time, brother. I got to right. roll. I appreciate go, the call. Buddy. It's good going down oh, memory lane you, with you. All right, buddy. Uh-huh. We'll talk again. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk to you later. later. Bye-bye. All right. All right. Unfortunately, that's all the time we have for today's show, but we'll be back Thursday morning, bright and early, 4 a.m. right here at Sports Radio 610 KILT Houston.